Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, Nahmadahu wa nasta'aminuhu wa nasta'afiru wa nu'minu bihi wa natabattalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyiyati amalina man yahdi allahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh amma ba'd qala Allah subhanahu ta'ala fi kitabihi kareem بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله قولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم ان شاء الله in today's khutbah i will talk about one of the stories from the past and just keep in mind when we talk about the stories from the past there is a purpose for narrating a story I'm not talking about a story, just a made-up story of, about something. Rather, something from the history that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either mentioned in the Qur'an or we have known from the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the, the actions done by the Sahaba, the best of the generation that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has talked about. The story that I like to share with all of us today, inshallah, is about the battle of Qadisiyah. This battle was fought during the time of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an, and Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu an. Both of them were from the Ashra al-Bashra, the one who were given the glad tidings of the Jannah in the dunya. And Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas was the one who was leading the army of the Muslims against the Persians. And the one who was from the Persian side was Rustam, is the one who was a general leading their army. When Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, he traveled with his army from Hirat until he reached the area called Qadisiyah. And the thing that was Separating the Muslim army from the army of the Kuffar of the Persia was a river. So Rustam, he wanted to talk to the Muslims and he was downplaying the Arabs, Muslims at that time. And this is the way the Persians and even the Romans looked down at the Arabs. Because the history of the Arabs was prior to Islam, they were deep down in the jahiliyyah, ignorance, dark age that they were living in. They were fighting the battles for decades for silly things. And Islam came and united all 
tribe under La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. So now the Persians continue to look at the Muslims or the Arabs for their head the same way. And he did not even want to bother to fight the Muslims. That, that might be looked down at them, even though the army of the Arabs were there, the Muslims were there. So he wanted to talk to him. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas, he sent one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rabi'i bin Amr, radiallahu He came, and the way when he was entering into the tents of the Persian leader, he saw that he was sitting on the throne of made up of gold. He had pillows and the carpets interwoven with the gold threads. Now, Rabbi bin Amr, he came and he did not take off. First of all, he stepped his horse on the carpet. Then he unmounted himself from the horse and he had a sword hanging around him Sheath with a cloth, does not even have a proper sheath. And the spear was tied with a cloth. And now he took off the saddle and he put it around him as you put a cloak around yourself. Now he saw walking towards the Rustam, the, the one of the famous generals of the Persian Empire. The people around the Rustam devoted him to take off his weapons. And Rabbi bin Amr he said, if I would have come with my own will, I would have taken the weapons off. You invited me, then I am going to walk the way I like to walk. And he kept the weapons on, and while he was walking, he was cutting the carpet. And the Persian carpet was as expensive, as famous at that time as it is today. He was cutting through the carpet, and then when he got to Rustam, he put the spear through the carpet in the ground. And he sat down on the floor. Now, Rustam questioned him, why are you here? And this is where the famous statement of Rabbi bin Amr had been engraved in the history books, had been said by Rabbi bin Amr radiallahu anhu. He said, Allah is the sin, Allah is the one who sent us. لِنُخْرِجَ To take, take who out? لِنُخْرِجَ الْعِبَادِ مِنْ عِبَادَةِ الْعِبَادِ So we will take the people out from worshipping the people, worshipping the people. إِلَى عِبَادَةُ الله Towards worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And he say, وَضِيقِ الدُّنْيَا And the narrowness of the dunya. Towards the spaciousness, the vastness of this dunya and the akhirah. And also, he said to take the people out of Jawlul Adyan, the, the, the tyranny and the oppression of the other ways of life, life. towards the justice of Islam. This is the famous statement, we can find it anywhere in the history books that Rabbi bin Amr radiallahu an, he said to Rustam, the general of the Persian Empire, the one who was thinking to send these Arabs back, these are poor people, they don't have enough to cover themselves up, they don't have enough to eat. He said, he will give 
every member of the army some clothes, some money. So you go back, we don't want to even fight with you. And look at the mentality of the Sahabi. That he is there to take the people out of worshipping the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal, worshipping the ibad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship Allah alone. That is the mentality of Rabbi bin Amr radiallahu After that, he asked, what do you want? What else do you want? Can I have some time from you? And Rabbi bin Amr said, we give three days for uh, anywhere we go. We offer them Islam, they become Muslim, they become one of us, we return. If they want to be what they are, they want to live under Islam, they give jizya, and that's fine. If they don't accept that, then Allah is the one who will decide among us. Meaning, they will fight with them. You're talking about two families that are across each other. He said, okay. So Rabbi Amr returned back. Next day he asked for Rabbi again, Rustam. This time he said, Another great Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he asked him, what happened to Rabi? Why Rabi is not there? And the response was, we have all looked each other as equal. And everybody takes the burden. One day it was his turn, today is my turn. And Rabi bin Amr, one of the other things he mentioned was, when he was given the word of three days, he was saying, are you the leader? Rustam told him, asked him, and he said, no. But among the Muslims, it doesn't matter where you are in the ranks, we are all equal. One gives the word, everybody will abide by it. And the word of Rabi bin Amr was sufficient for the whole army. Because he was a representative, sent by Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, Now, Hudayfa came, and he is asking him, what happened to him, and he mentioned that this was his turn now. And now, subhanAllah, what we see is, and, uh, and, and Rustam was also surprised, and all the people in his court, that he sees that the answers that are given by Hudayfa are no different than what Rabbi bin Amr said. That is because they are coming from or a product of the same mode. They are the product of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. They are the one who are prepared by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and later on by the Sahaba, Ridwanullah alayhim. The one for them, everything was revolved around Islam. And I will talk about that aspect of it, why I'm giving the story, inshallah. Keep that story in mind so we understand the perspective. It's not a storytelling time to gather so many people and give them the story which they can read by themselves. Then, third day, now he goes back, he asks for one more guy again. And now, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas sent Al-Mughira ibn Shu'bah, radiyallahu anhu, another great Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he came, and he said the same things. What? What Rubai said and what the Hudayfa said, that shows no matter who you, who you send, they were all talking about the same things. Now, the key thing here in this story is these Sahaba, they came with Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, sent by Umar al-Khattab, and we can go back to the lineage prior to that, during the time of Abu Bakr Siddiq, during the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In all those times, 
The purpose of telling the message of Islam was to take the people out of worshipping the people and to worship Allah alone. So what is this worship that we talk about then? Because we see that there are people who are worshipping, worshipping somebody calling him somebody a son of a god, somebody is worshipping idols. Is that really the worship that's mentioned here or is it something else? And when we go back into the books of the fiqh, ibadat, what, what is ubudiyah, what we find is ubudiyah or ibadah is not only restricted to ritualistic ibadah only. Unfortunately, many of us have taken this understanding whenever we talk about ibadah. Ibadah is when we pray five times a day, when we fast, when we do the zakah, or go for hajj, and so on and so forth. But the ibadah is more than that. Allah said, the purpose of our creation is to worship Him. And we have not created the Gentile and the mankind but to worship me, Allah If Allah is the only one to be worshipped, that's the ibadah. Then these five pillars do not cut the do not do not do everything. Because we don't do all these five pillars throughout the day, we do more than that. We have ibadah in our life, we do have mu'amalat that we deal with, we have akhlaq, we have malbusa, we have matumat, we, we dress the way we dress, we eat, we have a relationship with the people, we have our social life, we have our economic life, we have our ruling life, we have our judiciary life, and so on and so forth. Everything that we do is our ibadah. When is it part of ibadah? When we do it according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has commanded us. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, That by your Rabb, we will ask you all, What you used to do. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask us about everything what we used to do, then that everything has to be coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has to come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has said so. We reveal this book. That explains everything. So that's what ibadah is. And this is the ibadah when Rubeh bin Amr is talking about, or Hudaybah is talking about, or Al-Mughira is talking about to Rustam. They are talking about ibadah in a full sense of a comprehensive way of life. Islam gives us a comprehensive way of life. That is the one that comes and solves the problems of inequality that we see in the world today. When we say inequality, let's not be fooled by inequality as people try to define today inequality. The reason I picked up this, this story is because we are going to the month of June. And I am not talking about the Pride Month. I am talking about another day that is famous, which is the June 10th. The June 19th. In 1865, in this country, it was decided that we are freeing all the African-American slaves. And for the past 150 years, people have been celebrating that, that, that day that the slaves were free. Is that really the truth? Now go back to what Rebbe bin Ahmed or Hudayfa or Al-Mughira, or you can see throughout the, the history of Islam, when we talk about freedom, what is true freedom? In reality, there is no true freedom, absolute freedom. The choice is ours, whose ibad we want to be. Either we are the one who will be doing the ibadah of the ibad, ibadah of ibad, or ibadah of Allah. We are either the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
or we become the slave of the creation of Allah. So now when we talk about Juneteenth, let's think about our responsibility as a Muslim. We are not the ones who look at ourselves and ask to think of it, oh, I mind my own business, you mind your own. That is not true. That is not true. As a matter of fact, it is an obligation on us to, Amr, to do Amr al-Ma'roof and Ahim Muntah, to enjoin the good and forbid the evil. This is the very same thing that makes us the best Ummah. You are the best nation raised for the mankind. Who is this best nation? The one who enjoined the good, the one who forbade the evil, the one who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the only way that we will attain that. And to do so, when we see what's happening around us, yes, it's been over 150 years, the so-called emancipation or the so-called that the slaves have been slaved and free. But we say that. This is not true. This is not true. Because the slavery has been moved from chained slave to invisible chains. Because at the end of the day, we are following somebody's rule. That's what makes us slave. We are living by somebody's rules and regulations. That's what makes us slave. And when we are in this country, in the West, let's not forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold us accountable what did we do while we were among the people who were not worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What did we do to call them to worship Allah azza wa alone? What did we do to show them when they were talking about Juneteenth? What is really is a freedom. Freedom is to free ourselves from worshipping the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to really recognize who is our really true a uh, true Lord, the one who we should be worshipping, the one whom by whom we should be enslaved. And this idea of one nation, one kind of a people, they think that they are better than the other, they will continue on. My brothers and sisters, it is not going to stop. It is going, it's not going to stop. There is no such thing that the man can decide that he is the one who can come and provide the rules and regulations to the people to live by and have a harmony for everybody else. Because if people are the one who are going to decide the rules and regulations, they will decide the rules and regulations that benefits them. Whether it's one person, whether it's the parliament, whether it's the congress, whether it's the majority. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in tuti'a akthara man fil ard, yudilluk an sabilillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you follow the majority of the people, they will misguide you from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not the issue of following one person or two people or ten people or hundred people or majority. The issue is to worship Allah, to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that's what all the messengers were sent for. All the messengers, from Adam to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we talk about that they were sent for the, for the message of La ilaha illallah, that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is not going to be any kind of true form of justice as long as we continue to have people decide 
what is right and what is wrong. It has to be given, this right of Abudiyah, the Ibadah, to whom we must worship, has to be given back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the only way we can truly bring justice for the mankind. And when it comes to equality, my brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhannas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakarun wa untha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, We have created you, O people, from one male, one female. وَجَعَلْنَكُمْ شَعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا And we are the one made you into tribes and nations. Allah is taking this responsibility, saying, we are the one. For what? لِتَعْرَفُوا So you can recognize each other. إِنَّا كَرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهَ أَتْقَاكُمْ And indeed, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more honorable, honorable is the one who has more taqwa. And Allah is the only one, indeed, the one who knows who has the taqwa and who does not have the taqwa. So real, true form of justice only can come from Allah Azza wa Jal alone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he's mentioning in this, brothers and sisters, we can continue to have all these diversity things talked about. If the man is the one who will be deciding what is right and wrong, we will be questioning our even identity if we are male or female. Or we are animals. Or we are a tree. Or how, or how old we are. All those things will be questioned. Unfortunately, there is no limits. The only way is to return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be the one who worship Allah alone. The one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us and send the messengers with the message of La ilaha illallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.